0: Denver. Now, first and 10. it's 1st and 10 at 10. Huge Denver 1st down. Here's
2: Ryan Edwards, Steve Atwater, and Andrew Mason. 1st down.
0: On Orange and Blue 760.
2: All right, here we go. Welcome to the show. First and 10 at 10, orange and blue, Seven sixty three zero three 7600 is our phone number. Text line is always oh, live at 57739. Thank you to Palumbus and Lindahl. Good stuff this morning, guys. I mean, Tyler having surgery a couple days ago. Still know, making man. it in. What a grinder.
3: Well, I, I appreciate that. It wasn't really
4: surgery. It was like a
3: <laughs> small, tiny little procedure. Dude, dude. Uh,
4: but I, I decided, I thought hard, I thought long about it, and in the Christmas spirit... I'm going to leave the cookies here for you guys.
2: Oh, oh. Aww, Look at that. No it's probably something like his doctor told him, no no sugar or something. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it anyways. All right. See you, Tyler. Thank you, you. All right. Great stuff there. Those guys. Uh, and, and, of course, his, Andrew Mason. a
5: Christmas gift to us and to you because <clears throat> that's my Christmas gift to you. Our family's Christmas gift. Cookies for everybody. Aw.
2: So. Oh, Thanks, Mace. Out, yeah. Look at that. See, you don't no, I, I know. it all spirit. And, I, and all of a sudden, I feel like I'm sick, so I can't enjoy cookies. Is that what it well, is? No, no.
6: No, no. What we'll do. We'll pass them to him. I
2: will get you Yeah, you take one out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to like. I want him touching the cookie. Yeah, I'm not going to like cough on him. What do you like? <laughs> like hand him to me and be that guy? Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. See, that wasn't so hard, Steve. I mean, they do like walk over there and be
5: like. It's uh, what we uh, did for all Andy. Co- like when Andy wanted some, I just put two pe- two <laughs> pieces of wax paper and gave them to him. Who does that, man? <laughs>
2: like, like you're you're like don't don't pass this over to Ryan. Don't even let him touch the tin. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like leprosy or something. <laughs> He's quarantined. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Just sending to Molokai. And, and you know, and, and at what point do you just sort of at least you know acknowledge? I, I'm grinding it out here, man. I'm I'm, I'm working hard for you. No, Come on we, now,
6: we appreciate it too, yeah. man. Uh, you, the you person the amount of right drugs
2: now. that I have to put myself under just to get here. You oh, you just lost your mic again. Now, is it the other one? No? No? You lost your mic. Uh-oh. See, that's what you get for talking trash. That's that's just that's just how that works, man. No, that's your headphones. No, it's the other one. You mess with the other one. No? No? This cable. no? Uh-oh. James? I guess call may have lost our ring of famer. That, that's, that's rough. It's going to be, you know, maybe you go work on your basketball shot <clears throat> while we're doing this. You definitely don't want to be sharing a mic with me. You don't want to come near me right now. Yeah, oh, forever. Yeah, I mean, you have nothing to say. You got nothing now. And Steve Atwater, you know what that's called? That's called instant karma. That's what that's called right there. You're like, don't give this guy any cookies. Lose your mic. That's right. 303-713-7600. What's up, Mace? How are you, man? You got a mic. I'm great. Oh, you're eating a cookie? i <laughs> <laughs> I came over to you like mid-bite. <laughs> All right. We're off and rolling. We have, uh, we have a fun show for you today. We're going to check in with uh, Washington. And uh, a guy by the name of J.P. Finlay is going to join us. And uh, he, uh, he does some TV out there uh, covering... I'm going to get you some more information here. Hold on. I gotta have, uh, NBC. He's with NBC out there. So he's going to join us. Uh, talk about uh, the Washington Redskins. We'll get uh, some some thoughts on that. I I have okay. Th- so I'm I'll just bring this on the air because I'm tr- I'm trying to figure out. This is what I want to ask today on the poll question, Mace Kay. and Steve. I'd I'd ask your opinion, but <laughs> you don't have a mic. You
6: can hear me though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you shout,
2: if you shout loud enough, I this is what I want to ask you. I I, I want to find out what quarterback tier people think Kirk Cousins is in. Like, when they think about Kirk Cousins, not, not based on the stats, not based on, you know, because he's a top 10 guy, quarterback rating, like that, he tends to be in that. But do you think of, because the reason I wanna ask is because Kirk Cousins is gonna likely be the top paid quarterback in the league next year. And I don't think most people like that idea. They don't like the notion of thinking about Kirk Cousins as a top paid quarterback. And that even carries further into whether they want him as the Broncos quarterback, right? For example, we've been talking about that, because they don't necessarily know if they want
5: to have him as the top-paid quarterback on their own team. You know what I'm saying? So Because you're like, okay, do I want my team paying that kind of money or do right. you want somebody else with that sort of expenditure?
2: Right. That's the thing. Right. So I kind of want to ask Broncos country kind of what tier – and I and I started here. I'll show you what I what I started working. On. And and I, I gotta I'm, I'm trying to figure out. And I don't. There might be a couple I have to move around because you might have a different definition of what each tier is. Now I'm I'm obviously on an upper tier. I, I'm not going to go all the way deep down to tier four. Of I was like,
5: going to say based on this, you've got about ten
2: tiers. Yes, I do. Well, there's only so many characters. Yeah. You, you know what? I could I could parse it out more. It's so like like instead of tier three with actually good quarterbacks. I could go like tier three of like.
5: Well. Because you you've mean. got like Phillip Rivers' tier three.
2: Yeah, which is ridiculous. I know. Well, I was yeah. I was filling it in as as you were doing yeah. that last segment, so I, yeah. I I'm rushing through it. But I might need your help. Yeah. We'll what do you think about that it. idea though? I like that. Kind of like that? Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm sort of interested because what tends to be the case is people have a people do have an issue with Kirk Cousins being the top paid quarterback.
5: Remember this whole discussion with Joe Flacco a few years ago? After, that, that's what it reminds needs. me of. Yeah. Is he elite? But it's interesting because Joe Flacco had more playoff appearances, more playoff wins, although, again, wins are a team thing. Playoff appearances are a team thing. And, of course, he was the quarterback of record for a Super Bowl win. I think Kirk Cousins is is a better quarterback than Joe Flacco was when he was set to get his big contract. I think so, too. Coming off the 2012 season, even though... You look at Kirk Cousins and he doesn't have the team-based accomplishments, but I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback. Okay. I think he has another level that he can get to. I think so too. So I might need your help kind of framing this. And, but and people, but people who are, are stuck in, in, in going by the whole rigid win-loss thing, taking like the quarterback win-loss record as though it's an official stat, which it's not. Yeah, angry Andy. We got, we got angry Andrew here well, early. I got into this debate on Monday night. Okay. Because Jameis Winston, I was like, look, oh you know, Jameis Winston, no, he didn't, you know, they they lost the Tampa they lost the game, so it wasn't a good night for him. Well, that wasn't true. He had a great game. Maybe one of the best of he's had as a pro. And Jameis Winston was the reason that they had a chance to win mm-hmm. that game. They had, you know, if you're looking, you know, you gotta look closer at it. Kirk Cousins. As I've watched Washington in detail the last, couple, you know, the last couple of days this week, and I've watched Washington all year. I, that, was, that was kind of my first team before I moved to Tampa Bay, so I've always had a little bit of an eye on Washington. And Kirk Cousins is, is the reason why they even have six wins. Without him, this is a two-win team maybe. Yeah. So, and you, so have to, you have to look at what he brings. And, well, and, and coming back to our poll question from yesterday. And right. listen to like what Brian Mitchell yeah, told us yesterday. He yeah, watches them up close and, yes. and and what he noted that he, he means. And even I think Washington fans understand what Kirk Cousins means to that team.
2: We're not intentionally freezing out Steve. If you're just now joining us and you're wondering, where's Steve? Why isn't he talking do yet? You, do you want to borrow my mic, Steve? He got, he, the, we, we call this instant karma in the business. Because he started talking trash about me not alla- getting allowed to have a cookie. And the powers that be shut you down. Need another cookie. Needs another cookie. You can have one of mine, man. I haven't touched him yet. I haven't touched it yet, but he's touched it. He right. <sighs> On the text line, this show without Steve is like the Avengers without Iron Man. It's just not right. Oh. <laughs> Iron Man's quite the antagonist, though. That makes a lot of sense. That's a good reference there. Oh, What? It's both. Good morning, guys. Ready for a great show. We're going to give you a great show, Sterling. I want to come back to yesterday's uh, poll question because it, it ties into this a bit. We asked everybody, are you worried that the Broncos don't find their long-term quarterback in 2018 offseason they're at the beginning of a long-term quarterback carousel? 74% of the people said yes, that if they don't figure out the quarterback now, that we head into... No offense. Tampa Bay Buccaneers territory, Cleveland Browns territory. If carousels, you've had more success, obviously, than the Browns.
5: But carousels, Washington Redskins, Washington for a time. territory until they got Kirk Cousins. Yes. Which they may be putting themselves back on if they do not keep Kirk Cousins, which is the point we've been trying to make
2: this week. You know, one thing I'm interested to ask uh, J.P. Finley, who will have, Finlay, I think that's, that's right, uh, will have on from uh, Washington is does he think that Washington's going to out and out release? cousins or are they going to try to tag him to get something in return
5: i'm fascinated because it's a big difference in what teams might be in the market to do to make a move for well, him here's the interesting thing ryan they could transition tag him and if they can't and if they can't match they get nothing in return exactly now if they just don't give him a tender they could get a third round compensatory pick
2: mm. but that's not till next year right that's, that's til not till til year, but you
5: would get something as opposed to, so if you just out and out release him, or well, just, not just do nothing, to, just do. If you do nothing, you could get a third round, third pick. round pick. Whereas if you, you put the transition tag on him, you could get nothing, and then oh. if you franchise tag him, you have the position. You're in the position to get something. What would you do? I'd ask Steve, but he can't talk. What would you do? <laughs> I would try to get him. To, I signed him a long term deal. If I was them, I would too. Why? Why? Why let your quarterback go? You're going to have like 5
2: cookies by the time we're done with this segment, Archie. Bite Steve. the bullet. This is brutal. You you should come over here and hang out with Mace. I know you won't come near me. And that that's because I'm like patient 0 right now.
5: But you could go you could go hang out with Mace. Bite the bullet. But build around him. I think he's the best quarterback they've had since Joe Theismann. Yeah.
2: I I couldn't agree with you more. And if you're a if you're an organization that knows what this feels like. Like you're an organization as we welcome Steve Atwater back to the show, if you're an organization that knows what it's like to not have the quarterback, you have the quarterback in the building. The one issue might be, Kirk Cousins doesn't want to be there. What do you do about Are that? Are you sure about that? According to some reports. I mean... If that's the case, let's just, just say, if that's the case, what do you do if you're Washington?
6: Well, if he doesn't want to be there... Can uh, you pay for his love? I I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if... <laughs> this is, it may be irreparable damage there um, by them not signing him in previous years. You know, he's wanted a contract for the last couple of years, and yeah, they've said no, no, we're just gonna gonna franchise. Well, I mean, they franchise. they've
2: offered him, but it's been low ball. I mean, it's been not in his best interest, and he's bet on himself. You know, I mean, you have to give
6: at least a little bit of you know credence to that. I appreci- I can appreciate that, and but that, now, now there's something is there. There is something to be said about you being in a system that you're familiar with versus the unknown. Uh, because if he goes someplace else, whether it's Denver or some other team, he doesn't know what the coaching staff is like, how he's going to get along with the teammates, any of that. That's a big question mark. And some people like to have the thing that they know. They know exactly what it is. And he's been there. He's been in that system. They kind of built that offensive system, I think, for him. Mm-hmm. And he, you know. It, it would make sense for him, to, in my opinion, to stay there in Washington.
2: Will they make, will they make him the highest-paid quarterback, though? Because that's where – Is that it, what he wants? Why wouldn't he? I'm just saying. I mean, if he thinks he can get it somewhere, I would. I mean, why wouldn't why – he's bet on himself up to this point. If somebody's going to give him that money and it's not going to be Washington, look, he's yeah, not – not going to be – yeah, if we are not going to pay him
6: you know, market value. We can yeah, unequivocally guarantee
2: – we can unequivocally guarantee they're not, he's not taking a hometown discount there.
6: No, he, sh- yeah, he shouldn't.
2: And he shouldn't. And he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Because there's a market for him. Yeah. So if Washington... If they, the, they, don't, yeah, if they don't give it to him... If they don't give it to him... He's got to go. 303-713-7600. Good to have you back on the show. We'll come back. J.P. Finlay is going to join us here in just a little bit. We're going to uh, continue with this conversation. Also, uh, what what was Jack Elway posting about on Instagram? I, w- I want to I wanna overly read into things with these two guys, because I know that they love doing that. Actually, that's more of a me thing. We'll do that next, coming up here on Orange and Blue 760.
6: It's going down for real. He, he runs the show, man. He's a real NFL quarterback, man. It's, it's a difference if you really look around the league, man. It's a handful of guys who really run their offense. They run it to the T. so uh, he'd get the ball out of his hands. He'd create time in the pocket, man. He's very accurate. And uh, he will take the check down when it's there, man. He he plays like a, a a real NFL quarterback, so he'd definitely be a, something to deal with on Sunday.
2: Well, you said that twice, Akeeb. You said that twice. A real NFL quarterback. Welcome back to the show. See, this is why this is why you guys love me because I read into everything. I well, mean, I read, I into, mean, I read into everything. It's like, oh, as opposed to, yeah, yeah, we don't to... read into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you won't tell me you read into it. You'd be mm-hmm. like, "What are you talking about, right?" Take the high road like a player does. Like, yeah, what did you read? man, what are you talking about? He said it twice. What does he mean a real quarterback? What does he mean a real NFL QB? What I think does that
5: guys, mean to you. I think those. I think he respects not only the way he plays because they've been watching the film and they see him, but I think Akib Tlaib and other guys <laughs> respect the fire, the passion, the attitude that he brings. I like the you like that moment,
6: guys. Love that.
2: Is that what makes him a real I, NFL QB? Well,
6: I, I, I think what a lot of people heard in that mm-hmm. is that he's saying that Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback and our quarterbacks aren't. But I don't think that's what he said. Okay, I think he was showing his adulation for Kirk Cousins. And then he was just speaking on Kirk Cousins solely. I don't think he was referencing anything. Now I may be wrong with that. Okay. I mean, did, did, do you feel that some people took it that way? Like we don't have a, a real quarterback. No, I'm
2: asking the question. I don't know. Some people might. Some people might take that as this. I don't think it was. I I, I really I genuinely don't. I, yeah, I mean, I'm being, yeah. being tongue in cheek here. I don't think it was a diss.
5: I think it's been a frustrating season. It's been though. a frustrating season. And and, I, and right. And every guy in that locker room knows that turnovers have. Been the primary cause of the Broncos sitting at five and nine right now and having an eight-game losing streak. Bingo. Turnovers mainly from the quarterback position. I don't think. I think that's fair to say, and I think that's obvious. And the inconsistency, and, and and to that point,
2: since training camp, these guys have been asked every single day, "What do you think's going to happen
5: here? Who do you think it's going to be? How are they looking?" What, what kind of reads are you... There's a fatigue that's set in yes. from hearing those questions over and over and right. over again. And in Washington, there haven't been those kind of questions. I mean, they've known who their guy is. At, at least the players have known who their guy is for the season. Now we'll find out what happens organizational in the off season. but there's been no question from start to finish that Kirk Cousins has been the man for that team all year. And in spite of losing, you know, players left and right all over the roster in spite of not having Jordan Reed to throw to in spite of Terrell Pryor being hurt he's come through with a very good season you're right that's the way to take it but the fatigue factor is
2: is there I mean it has to be you know
6: when you say fatigue what, what do you mean I mean
2: the fatigue of knowing what this season could have been if there was more consistency if you're the defense, so, I mean, so, how could you not have that?
6: So are, I guess I'm trying to break it down. So are you trying are you saying that you think that he's speaking more to our situation as well when he says that?
2: I mean, I think it's it's a, it's appropriate to wonder a little bit there. I, I think it's I think it'd be insulting to say definitively that you know that's what he meant.
6: Yeah, because we don't know. I mean, only we would know is if we ask.
2: I, I think that you know, we we tend to want a storyline, and in this case, when he said it the way he said it, said it a real a real NFL quarterback twice.
6: <laughs> so Everybody like wait wait,
2: wait 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 yeah wait yeah well yeah I mean because that's an interesting way to phrase it that's all it's just an interesting way to phrase it, and I don't recall him saying that about other quarterbacks at different times. Maybe this is just he re- adulation. He just really loves Kirk Cousins, and you know what's not to love. He's a top ten quarterback.
6: I wouldn't put it like that. Like he loves him. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think he was. Well, he respects. I I don't think he was speaking to him like he would speak of Tom Brady. Um, You know. So I. I, Why not? Why couldn't he? Come on, man! Really? Do you think of him as being like Tom Brady? I don't. Somebody might.
2: Which leads us to our poll question. (laughs) (laughs) You can vote on at (laughs) OrangeBlue760. I knew you'd like that, James. Which quarterback tier do you believe Kirk Cousins is in? Who's this guy, man? Is he in tier one with Brady, Rogers, and Breeze, Akeeb, Is he in tier two with Russell, <laughs> Newton, and Ryan? Tier three, Luck, Wentz, Alex Smith? Mm. Or tier four, with <laughs> Flacco and Dalton? Oh my, how the elite have fallen. Mm. You can vote on that from now until the end of the show. Brady, Rogers, Breeze, Russell, Newton, Ryan, Luck, Wentz, Smith, or Dalton. I can tell you which one's going
5: to get the least votes. Oh, one? One.
2: Yeah, because there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> but he's going right to get
5: paid now. more than those guys. It doesn't mean he's up there in terms of what tier he's in. Yeah, that's
2: a good point, because Stafford and Carr are getting paid more than yeah. those guys.
5: It's what the, the the contract is determined by what he would get by hitting the open market, and the, and the market value is determined by A, scarcity of quality quarterbacks, and B, the fact that some teams are desperate to find that quality quarterback knowing what it's like when you don't
6: have said quality quarterback. That's the thing that just blows my mind, though, to just think that the Redskins have put this much money and time into this guy, and they'll let him go. I just can't, I can't fathom why they would do that.
5: They should have had more faith in him a year or two ago. Well, and that's p- part of what makes this interesting
2: because where you're putting him here in this this ranking also tells you a little bit of, about your belief in him with Washington and maybe even locally with but, the Broncos, I, yeah. your belief in him to be the franchise guy because we've said if you get Cousins, it's the fix. Like, that's it. If you You've have, got the guy. If, well, if you
5: have anyone who's tier three or higher and maybe even t- some in t- and probably even tier four really because in tier 4 at least you've got a guy that if you have enough parts around him you can win with cuz when you Joe Flacco you had a, you had a good team around him and you won a Super Bowl Andy Dalton you had a good team good receiver good defensive players around him and you went to 5 consecutive playoffs so if you've got tier 4 on up you're probably writing a check that's an interesting rather point rather than starting from zero actually i, I like that I like that. I think
2: because because all of these guys, one way or another, whether you want them you on your team win or not, with. you can win with. Yes, and, and, and all of these guys represent having that position solidified. You're not worried about that. You can at least say that. Whether you love them or not, you you go into the next season and you're saying, that's our quarterback. We don't have, it's not up for debate. You've got a shot. You've got although, a although in, although in Cincinnati, there's a little bit of a, I don't know, who knows and then, and then and even even the, Baltimore, and, and you
5: know what the thing is, if Cincinnati decides Andy Dalton is not their guy, they're going to be five to ten teams lined up to try to get Andy Dalton.:
6: Oh,
2: 100 percent
6: you know th- this is what I want, want want to think about this though has Has he gone through the same things that our quarterbacks have gone through in terms of has he been running for his life some during the season?
5: Yes. Yes, of course. Actually, Offensive line according to Pro Football Focus, not only is he, he's been under pressure but he's been the, has the sixth
1: Casino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Offensive line
5: Trent Williams is, is being shut down for the year, it looks like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: And that's, that is significant. And then again, he lost two of his top targets. Actually, three, including Jordan Reed now to IR. Four, including Chris Thompson. But Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Watson, or Deshaun Jack, Jackson. Free agents. Gone in free agency. Jameson Crowder has been a bit of a mixed bag this year. And then
5: Terrell Pryor hurt. Yeah.
2: We head out to the hotline as we continue to talk about Kirk Cousins and bring on J.P. Finlay, who's uh, with NBC Sports in Washington. J.P., you're on with Ryan Edwards, Steve Atwater, Andrew Mason. How are you doing today, man? Hey, J.P. I'm
3: doing well. Thanks a lot for having me on, guys.
2: Absolutely. We were just talking about your quarterback a little bit, uh, as he's going to be a, a pretty popular name, uh, potentially, potentially in the offseason. And I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start right there. Where Do you think that... The Redskins will tag him. Do you think they'll out and out release him, with the notion that they're not going to franchise tag and possibly on the, be on the hook for thirty four million? What do you think, Bruce Allen? Does
3: well, judging by my Twitter feed, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of orange clad Broncos fans are hoping that he hits the free agent market. Um, I, I'm not sure. I see that happening. Frankly, I, I have a feeling. To me, the the absolute Worst option for the Redskins is to let Kirk walk without any sort of compensation. Um, I think the transition tag is in play that would pay him $29 million next year. And it would allow other teams to make offer sheets that the Redskins in all likelihood couldn't match a a team with a ton of cap room, like the jets or the Jaguars or something. Um, I think the franchise tag is absolutely in play, even though it will be an insane $34 million paycheck I think it's the only way that really guarantees Kirk stays here. Um, at, at this point, I, I, you know, we live Kirk Cousins drama every day, and it, it's worth pointing out, this off season, earlier this year in 2017, Kirk refused to negotiate with the Redskins towards a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. He was only interested in playing on a one-year deal. Uh, he, he said he wanted to see the direction of the organization, I don't know that that stance will have changed, honestly. I don't know that he wants to talk long-term. If you if you study what Kirk has said throughout this process and what his agent Mike McCartney has said, is that they're focused on getting his market value, and really the only way to see market value would be via free agency. And I think if the franchise tag gets offered, I think Kirk signs it immediately because you're going to get make $34 bucks in a year, and then... You know, a year from now, he pursues free agency then.
5: Could all this have been avoided if they'd gotten something done with him a year or two ago?
3: Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, the the biggest, the hardest part of all this is the Skins just repeatedly shot themselves in the foot. Uh, When Kirk had his breakout season in 2015, when the Redskins won the division, and and really— Kirk played the best football he's ever played, the, the back half of the 2015 season. Even in subsequent seasons, he's never approached that for an extended period of time. Um, they ha- they probably could have gotten an extension done then, around $14-$15 million a year, which would have made him a bargain now in a league where Mike Glennon is making $19 million a year. Um, I-, I even think in 2016, when they put the first franchise tag on Kirk, they would have had an option to get a deal done then probably around 19 a year and uh the team lowballed Kirk at that point the the team used the franchise tag in 2016 because they weren't sure Kirk was as good as he had shown them and you know in hindsight it's easy to blast the redskins but you know in in february and march of 2016 plenty of folks weren't sure that Cousins was as good as he showed in 2015. I mean, he really had probably a six-game sample where he was excellent, and then the other, you know, ten games that year, he was mediocre. He was up and down. Um, 2016, he came out and proved he's a starter. He's a top 10, top 12 guy in the league. And at that point, the Skins were had lost all the leverage, all the negotiating power, and, and everything had shifted to Kirk. And it kind of put them in this situation where all they could do was these one-year rentals with the tag
6: so jp we have a poll question out today and i wanted to get your take you know what what you think about it uh our poll question is which quarterback tier do you believe kirk cousins is in tier one brady's rogers breeze tier two russell newton ryan tier three luck Wentz, alex smith Tier four: Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton. Uh, where would you place him? And you know, I know though you may not have those quarterbacks in those same tiers, but just looking at that list, where would you where would you place uh, our, our Kirk qu- Cousins, Kirk Cousins uh, in in that list? Yes,
3: sure. Well, I, you know, I would say I think Wentz is might be a tier one guy now, but you know, now he's hurt. We won't see him in the playoffs. Um, I did a story actually a few weeks ago. You know, the Redskins' offense, and you guys will see it on Sunday, their offense is so depleted of talent because of injuries that Kirk's numbers have actually taken a nosedive in the last few weeks. But through 10, 11 weeks of the season, statistically, Kirk was a top-five passer. He had the yardage, the completion percentage, yards per attempt. Whatever whatever metric you want to use, Kirk was in the top five. I I don't think he's a top-five player, frankly. I I think – you know, if you list them out, he lands somewhere between 9 and 13, depending on what you're looking for. So, so for me, he's a Tier 3 guy. Um, I, I, you know, I, I can't put him ahead of Russ Wilson or Phil Rivers, guys that kind of will their teams to win. I, what Russ Wilson does in Denver, in, or in Seattle, rather, is incredible because yeah. that team really has nothing else. And uh, I, I th- for me, Kirk is certainly better than Flacco, Jameis, you know, but he, he hasn't shown that he can be the leader for teams to, to, win, to win games they shouldn't. And, and that is a big step in being one of the true top quarterbacks in the NFL.
2: We're chatting with J.P. Finlay from uh, NBC Sports in Washington. What would be plan B if the Washington Redskins move on from Kirk Cousins?
3: I, I, I doubt you know this, but it's funny you should ask that. I actually wrote a story this morning. Um, laying out eight potential replacements. And uh, it, it starts with Colt McCoy. And I know that that's something a lot of people will scoff at, but he's the only quarterback on the Redskins roster with a contract for 2018. He's been with the Skins since 2014. He's been there the whole time. Jay Gruden's been with the Redskins. He knows the offense inside and out. And, and there, Red, people in the Redskins front office have told me repeatedly they have faith in Colt to run the offense. Now, I don't think he will run it as good as Kirk, but I think he will run it 85% as good as Kirk, and he will cost them 85% less. Um, I do think if you have Colt, you've got to invest in a draft pick and, and somebody you, you try to develop. To me, I, I really like Lamar Jackson. Um, the, the top names, Rosen and Darnold, are going to be gone by the time the Skins pick. The Skins are probably going to pick between 12 and 16, depending how these next two games you know play out and Rosen and Darnold are going to be top five picks, I think. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson could be there. There are are people that like Baker Mayfield. I'm not as sure on that one. He doesn't have the size of many NFL players, and he's kind of, to me, the maturity and the arrest earlier this year stand out. Lamar Jackson, you watch him play, he's got all the tools. He's got a huge arm. You know, his accuracy needs to improve, but as long as you have a coach that will embrace him for who he is and his athleticism, I think he could get a lot done. And then, you know, guys that are in the NFL that will probably be available. I think Tyrod Taylor is a really good player that doesn't get the respect he deserves in Buffalo. Plenty of people will draw a connection between Jay Gruden and Andy Dalton. Dalton played his best when Gruden was the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati. Um, You know, Case Keenum's a guy that would be an interesting situation. But the the other part of this is I believe – Jay Gruden will be the Redskins' coach in 2018. He just got a contract extension last year, but right now they're they're six and eight with two games to play. If if they lose out, if they lose to your Broncos and then lose to the Giants Week 17, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be completely. It wouldn't shock me if, if they they make a coaching change, and then if you're six and ten, new coach, who knows what happens at that point? Like I, I know the type of passers that Gruden likes for his system, but if a new guy comes in and it kind of all goes back to square one.
5: What sort of impact could uh, Daniel Snyder have on who the next quarterback of the Redskins is?
3: Uh, Plenty. Uh, I mean, ultimately, he's got to sign the check, right? And um, for whatever reason, we we absolutely saw in 2016 a hesitancy to pay Kirk Cousins in the 2016 contract negotiations. In 2017, the Skins kind of put their toe in the water. They... They put forth – so Bruce Allen, one of the weirder days of my reporting career, Bruce Allen called about four or five of us out to Redskins Park and read us this statement of the contract they offered Kirk to begin negotiations that Kirk refused and, and just said, I'll play on the tag. And the Skins made a legitimate offer, but it was the least – it was the lowest possible legitimate offer they could make. They they offered – I believe the number was $54 million guaranteed – Which would have been last year's franchise and a transition tag this year added up. So, if they're going to try legitimately to sign Kirk, you're going to have to come up with a big number and a big guaranteed number. And uh, that, you know, as much as the football people might be in charge in Ashburn at Redskin Park, Dan Snyder's obviously going to have to be involved because you're talking probably. Close to a hundred million dollars guaranteed, depending on the on the span of the contract, and any owner and any owner in the NFL is going to want to know exactly what's going on when you get to that kind of dollar figure.
6: No, uh, JT. Now, when the team, the players on the team, see how uh, management and uh, Allen how they're handling the situation with Kirk Cousins. What is the mood like around there? I mean, are these guys, uh, I mean, are they, are they going to go out and lay it all on the line here? I know they're, you know, they got a job to get paid to do that. But, you know, I mean, do they feel like if they go out and play hard that they... It is
1: Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
6: possibly be in the same situation like man my team won't reward me when i play well for them i don't think so because the team has paid
3: the redskins aren't cheap you know the the situation with kirk is very unique but the skins have done a good job of rewarding their own players that have worked and developed in the facility i mean Guys like Trent Williams, Jordan Reed, Chris Thompson, Ryan Kerrigan, those guys have gotten paid and paid well. Morgan Moses just got a new deal. And one thing the Skins are pretty good at is the guys they have in the building that have been drafted there and kind of grown up there and gotten better, they usually get extensions before they get to free agency. And um, I think that's one reason you look at a guy like Bashad Breland, who's a pretty good corner for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. He's due to be a free agent in two weeks after their last game. There's been zero discussion of a contract extension with, with Breland. That leads me to believe he's going to hit the market because normally the guys they want to keep, they work out deals a year in advance. That's what they did with Reed, Kerrigan, Morgan Moses. Um, so they're – If you got real truth serum into these players, and, and, you know, you guys are in the media, we all have off-the-record conversations, but you got to remember that Kirk decided he wasn't going to talk with the team about a long-term deal this past year. Mm -hmm. And and I don't think there are many players in the NFL, let alone on the Redskins, that will turn down that opportunity to discuss long-term job security. And I think a lot of that points to the uniqueness of quarterbacks in the NFL, just that there aren't enough good ones, and uh, and obviously how weird and poorly handled early on the the Redskins have dealt with Kirk Cousins. Yeah,
2: JP, really appreciate your time, man. Uh, great stuff, great insight on what's going on out there in Washington. Uh, enjoy your holiday, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to chalk with you uh, down the road, man. Thank you.
6: Yeah, good job, man. Appreciate it, JP.
3: JT. Thanks very much, guys. When you Thanks. guys sign Kirk, call me back. And we have a, a big scouting
2: report for you. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Appreciate it, man. There he goes. That is J.P. Finlay, at J.P. Finlay NBCS on Twitter with NBC Sports Washington. Great stuff there. When we come back, some interesting comments from Clyde Christensen, OC with Miami Dolphins. We'll get to that. Plus, we'll way, way read too much into an Instagram post from Jack Elway. That's all next right here on Orange and or Blue 760.
4: It's been crazy, but it's been a crazy season, I think, for everybody. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of guys go down and try to come back and then, you know, didn't have it go their way. So I've just been trying to stay positive And, you know, now i got this opportunity to possibly go out there and play, uh, you know, a little bit this week and next week. So I'm just trying to get my ankle ready to go in case i got to go play.
2: Will Paxton Lynch be the starting quarterback for the Broncos on Sunday? We'll weigh in in 10 minutes. You won't want to miss this interesting perspective from uh, everybody that was out at the Valley yesterday. We'll get into that in just a moment. 303-713-7600 is our phone number. Text lines 57739. Make sure you start with sports. At Mace, Denver, at Steve Atwater27. I'm at R. Edwards Radio, at OrangeBlue760. That's where you can find us on Twitter, and you can vote on our poll question today, which is live right now, at Orange Blue seven sixty. Which quarterback tier do you believe Kirk Cousins is in right now? 58% of you think he is a tier three quarterback. Mm. In the vein of Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz, and Alex Smith. Somebody giving me a hard time about Wentz in the third tier, and even J.P. Finlay oh, yeah. said, yeah. but, but this is the thing. The reason Wentz is there is his career is not yet solidified. They're, they're the consistency factor you you what do you, I mean? You hang your hat on one year. I mean, well, I mean,
6: he started off last year really strongly too. And yeah, but they, they
2: missed it, the playoffs, and right. I mean, you know, I think they got seven wins. I mean,
6: but I mean, he's a rookie last year too.
2: That's right, and so his trajectory is tremendous. Yeah, yeah. And, but you know, it's the same thing. Like you know, you think about Alex Smith, who actually by his quarterback rating is way higher than where I mean he should be much higher in tier, but we have him in tier three because we're looking at the course of his career. So that th- these are a bit more of Looking at, in any given season, where do these guys kind of yeah, fall
5: Carson in? Wentz might be a Tier 1 guy already, but he hasn't done enough yet. There's got to be a playoff win uh, that he leads. There's There's got to be more beyond that. There's got to be more than just one season. To be, to be Tier 1 or even Tier 2, you've got to be more than a one-season wonder at this point. And Carson Wentz isn't there yet. Because someone, I think, kind of mentioned, kind of docked us on Twitter for... Yeah. Putting Carson Wentz too low. Right.
2: And I I responded with the, Hey, look, he's got to show more sustainable success. Yeah, Easy. It's one year. Yeah. Right.
6: Uh, One of the things that that JP said that kind of concerned me was that they haven't, they don't have the confidence that he, well, he hasn't done it. He hasn't won big games, you know, when it's been up to him and they've been down, he hadn't been able to bring the team back and, you know, great quarterbacks have that attribute. And that's, that's, that's an issue for me. Um, You know, if you have a a guy who's going to be the highest-paid quarterback uh, in the NFL, especially at this time, the type of money they're making, I need that guy to be able to do everything, be able to come back when they need to come back. Of course, you can't do it all the time, but you need to have a record of at least doing it a few times.
2: Agreed. Thank you again to J.P. Finley. By the way, we were mispronouncing his name the entire time. Uh, J.P. Finley, he just texted me. (laughs) come on, man. Sorry. That's my bad. That's my bad. It looked like Finlay. It looked like Finlay. And, oh, and usually, I'll, I'll be honest, yeah. if I'm ever unsure, I usually just go search some videos of, you know, the, somebody, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody's got a video of something that they've done, especially if they're a TV guy. I usually do that, but I was like, nah, it looks like Finlay. So anyways, he just texted me he's like, hey, if you ever have me on again, it's fiddly. <laughs> I was it's like, man, sports man. talk radio. I can just say blatant things yeah, all the well, time. But I
6: don't <laughs> want to be a jerk.
2: <laughs> oh. yes. Don't get too excited there, Steve. Oh, that was
6: good. I like that. that was hey, time hey you
2: this. remember the Instacarm of the first segment? I'm just saying slow down. Yeah, all of a sudden, Mike's off. Permanently. <laughs> yeah, no. well, I know. I, well, I'm. <laughs> I learned. We they're they're learned. Yeah, I. I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got, a, they got
6: anything, an all, anything else?
2: You got no. That's
6: it. They that's got a treasure chest of clips for you.
2: Bro. Actually, you've got more on you, and then we got a, We got a few on Mace. So vote on that. Uh, as predicted by Mace, Brady Rogers breeze three percent. Three percent put him in the top tier. Mm-hmm. He'll be paid more than all three of those guys next year, uh, but only three percent of the voters. Put him there. I want to read too much into something real quick, just for a moment. The, just, just indulge me, okay? Jack Elway on Twitter. Uh, sorry, Instagram. I know both of you guys are big Instagram guys.
5: I don't do much on Instagram, so I'm just warning you. Steve, you an Instagram guy? You're pretty hip, actually.
6: Man, I, I'm still having trouble with Twitter.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Posted a couple of days ago, don't worry, my dad's scheming. And when he's scheming, I'm excited. He made adversity his blank a long time ago. Patience, my friends. Hashtag go Broncos.
6: He made what?
2: Adversity his... I can't say... Well, he just put a blank. But I, I'm assuming that it's a curse word. Yeah. It's an un, unmentionable on the air. Okay. So, don't worry, Might add scheming. When he's scheming, I'm excited. He made adversity his blank a long time ago. I don't Patience, think blank my is for friend. I don't think... Uh, no, I'd I say... <laughs> Yes, as we're reading too much into this, I don't think blank is friend. So what does scheming mean? Mace, I'll go to
5: you first. What does scheming mean to you? It just means making a plan for the offseason. I think things have gone wrong. It's going to be a bold off season. There have been some bold off seasons in the John Elway stewardship. That's the true. Peyton Manning offseason, the uh, Lou Vasquez Wes Welker off season of twenty thirteen uh the member of the day in free agency they bring in DeMarcus Ware and Aqib keep and TJ Ward and a few days later Emmanuel Sanders follows there have been some bold off seasons for the Broncos since John Elway got here and then you can go back even as the first year that he was here yeah you know, they 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 picked number 2 overall and got Von Miller I mean yep. potential hall of famer so there i think one way or another, you're looking at something or some things coming that are bold, I think, from the draft and free agency. That's what that's talking about. I think. It was perfect. It was, it was perfect.
2: Thank and you. you know what? We didn't even have to read that much into it. You just say but scheming. I think that's obvious. Well, I know, yeah. but, but some people might downplay it. Some people might go over the top with it.
5: We all know it's John Elway measured. is not going to sit back and contentedly accept a losing season. That's not in his mindset. Steve knows that from well, playing with him. Well,
6: John John is used to winning. You know, yeah. he's been a, been around football for a long time. He knows talent when he sees it. He knows the game inside and out. Um, a lot of people say, well, right, this is John's fault because we're in this predicament. Well, John doesn't make all these decisions alone. You know, John also relies on his team. You know, the coaches do their job. The players will go out and play and also uh, the personnel people to, to uh, pick good players. So uh, with him at the helm, I feel mm-hmm. better than – I would rather have him than anyone else at the helm to turn the ship around. Safe to say it could
2: be an exciting offseason. We're
5: going to have a lot to talk
2: about. We're going to have season. a lot to talk about. And what I read into this – There's absolutely no reason you should ever turn off Orange and Blue 760 because we'll cover it wall-to-wall with you the entire offseason. Coming back on the other side, Paxton or Brock? Who's starting next? Orange and Blue 760.
6: First down, Denver. Now,
3: it's first and ten at ten. Huge Denver first down. Here's Ryan Edwards, Steve
0: Atwater, and Andrew Mason. First down. On Orange and Blue
2: 760. All right, welcome to hour two of first and ten at ten, Orange and Blue 760. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, Steve Atwater with you from now till the top of the hour when we turn things over to Broncos one-on-one. Brandon Kristall in
1: today Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: He'll take you through uh, the afternoon because he's got uh, 1 to 3 as well with Matt McChesney in all access. And then you, of course, have the lovable Crockett and Stout from 3 to 6 this afternoon. 303-713-7600 is our phone number. Text line is 57739. Starting with sports is the way to uh, get a hold of us there. I like this response on the uh, tiers for Kirk Cousins. You can find that uh, poll question at Orange Blue 760. What tier is Kirk Cousins in? Somebody just responds number 5.
5: Hmm. Woo! Wrong. I think that's completely wrong.
2: Well, but and this is this is where this is a divi- it's a bit of a divided franchise uh, or fan base here. It's a divided fan base because
5: that's where some people don't all love Kirk Cousins. Let me give you a stat here. Okay.
2: Love, this this all right, he's rolling up his sleeves. Here we go.
5: Among all quarterbacks that have thrown at least 600 passes since 2014, Kirk Cousins' passer rating, it's 97.7. The only quarterbacks that are better, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. Mm.
2: Now he's top 10. He's, he's firmly top 10, yes. if not bordering top seven kind of quarterback.
5: Now, obviously, there are other things that go into determining a quarterback's value, but you have to look at the team around him, the franchise around him as well. I think, I look at Washington this year, I think Kirk Cousins is all that is separating separating them from a disastrous season. And I look back at Washington in 2015 and 2016 and consider Kirk Cousins a primary reason why they had their first back-to-back winning season since, I believe, 1996-1997. So, so it, it had been a long time since Washington had a quarterback that, in the words of Grandpa Simpson, you could set your watch to.
2: Well said. Well said. If we don't get a Simpsons reference in during the course of a show, we really <laughs> have failed. 303-713-7600. All right, we're going to get to uh, Clyde Christensen here in just a little bit. Uh, his comments about what they're doing out in Miami, teaching their players not to reach for the goal line. Wow. We'll talk about hmm. that in just a second, but let's talk about the quarterbacks. Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, Mace, you were at both of those press conferences yesterday listening to Paxton Lynch. Let's, let's uh, play a couple of cuts. You got me up in there, James? Cool. Let's play a couple of cuts here. Uh, this one from
4: Paxton Lynch first. They were very tough. I was, I was very frustrated uh, in the fact that I just came back from a shoulder injury and missed a lot of time with that. Uh, and then, you know, the first game I got back, you know, tweaked my ankle. And it just frustrated me, the fact that, you know, I didn't I didn't get the opportunity to go out there and finish the game with those guys and continue to play with those guys and be on the field with those guys because I love playing football, and when it gets taken away from me, it hurts. Okay, so that was... Oh, actually this is the one I want. But that that was a that was a good one talking
2: about, you know, his reaction on the sideline. Everybody, you know, sort of pointed to that when he was he
4: was crying on the sideline of the Oakland Raiders game, but this is the one I wanted to get to. If I get the opportunities to play, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and play. But I think that it's just really up to, to the guys in the training rooms and and Greek and the coaches to make sure that you know they want me out there playing. So I'm just you know going out there and moving around as best as I can. And they're gonna evaluate me, and if they feel like that you know I'm good enough to play, then they'll make that decision. Uh, but if not, uh, you know I just gotta live with that. So I'm just trying to control what I can control. Not exactly a bold take there from Paxton Lynch on his
2: availability
6: what'd you think about that mace
2: yeah what did you think about that mace
5: well i mean you, you're gonna do what the what the, the trainers and coaches tell you and look if you're not healthy you're not healthy but i don't know you kind of want him to 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 fight
2: yes
6: to go out there yeah I mean, he any... hey i'm playing this weekend yeah the only thing that's gonna stop me is if my leg is broken yeah my ankle is broken can you imagine if he said that you know what? Would you, you, you would have said something like that,
2: right, Steve? Oh, yeah, I'm playing. But but you know what? Let, no let, question about The it. way we think about Paxton Lynch, would that have maybe changed even just a moment for you about about him? Like, I'm saying, like, not just this year, but even, like, if he came out and said, oh, I'm playing this week, you, you, you're going to you're gonna have to hold me back. And I have you, to have a broken leg. for. Not, not, can you imagine what we'd be saying about Paxton Lynch today? The
6: only, only reason why I... Hesitate just a little bit is because the coaches haven't made a decision who they're going to start yet. Now, mm-hmm. but they basically, I, I think they've said, all right, if he's healthy, he's good.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're holding out for a reason. They're holding out yeah. to see if he can play.
5: Find out how the ankle is.
2: They could have named Brock the starter Monday. And the field is not good in Washington. Exactly, especially this time of year.
5: Yeah, it's never good, even in well, the that's, sum, true. that's true. That's the summer. I, I think, am <laughs> thinking about a whole year worth of, of playing on it. Yeah. But that they but,
2: need turf. But, but you're 100% right. I, I was at the press conference as well. And it, it was a lot of, it, it, it. was a lot of yeah, I mean, if, if, if they'll let me play, I'll play. Sure, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know. And I wanted to see that too. I wanted to see just a little bit of like, this is my career. This is my livelihood. I want to be out there. I want to compete. I want to show this organization that they spent a first-round pick on me and it was worth it. And if I only get two games to show them that, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? And, and, and I'm not killing him because he didn't say that, but I'm just saying it's telling that, that he was the opposite of that. It was, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to play.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we all want to see that, that, that aggressive, uh, you know, not, not a passive nature in, in regards to something that, you know, I, I won't.
2: I... Or even just say I want to play. Like, he even just say I want oh, to play. Oh, he wants to
6: play. I mean, I, there's no, I don't think there's, there's a question, no question he wants that. to play.
2: Well, I didn't hear that. I, I'm sorry. I didn't hear, like, I, wa- I want to start. I want to play. What I heard was, if they'll let me, I will. It's a big difference, in my opinion. Am I splitting hairs too much? Is that me reading too much into it? Well, and we don't know how his ankle really feels either. Which, which makes you wonder.
5: What's well, a high ankle injury, too. That's right. And that's something you got to be careful with. So, he's going to be active. We already know that. He's healthy enough to
2: be active. But that doesn't necessarily guarantee a 60-minute game. Right. And they're not going to put him as starter unless they feel like he can do the whole thing. So, Mace, listening to that press conference, listening to Brock's press conference, if we're just doing a day-by-day, like, feel, just a vibe, who do you vibe is starting on Sunday?
5: Vibe, I'd say Brock. Me too.
2: If, if I'm going off the vibe of the guys, the reaction, the sound of it. I mean, I don't know how far Paxton will have to go in practice to make up this ground. Mm-hmm. But
5: just after yesterday, I also the think, vibe
2: I got was was Brock.
5: And it kind of just take it in another direction, I thought Brock said the single most interesting thing yesterday when he talked about how the offense had pretty much changed in every way mm. since Bill Musgrave took right. over. I asked him, like, what had changed, thinking he might say, something like oh play calling a bit but as you'll hear in this soundbite it's more than just the play calling
4: oh boy protections run game uh past concepts tempo um (laughs) a lot of different things um you know bill is a different play caller than mike bill comes from a um different uh you know origination of plays than mike does and so um a lot of it's different i think You know, they're both very talented coordinators. They're great people. Um, They're a lot of fun to work with, but they obviously have their different styles.
5: Now, just to set that up, he had mentioned earlier in his Q&A session that this was the third offense he'd been in this year, or he'd been in three offenses this year, pardon me. And so I'm in my mind thinking, okay, Cleveland offense, and then the offense here, and I thought, okay, wow. So he considers the Bill Musgrave offense a different offense than the Mike McCoy offense. And so that's why I asked him kind of what was different. I wanted to kind of get to the core of that. And then that's when he broke down just how much had changed. And I thought that was really interesting to kind of delve into just how much Bill Musgrave had pivoted this offense in a different direction. I mean, obviously we can see that the emphasis in play calling Mm -hmm. is different with Bill Musgrave, but you can change the emphasis without changing the offense. That's just saying, okay, we've worked on all this stuff, but we're going to call these plays rather than these plays. Mm-hmm. What Brock Osweiler is saying is that Bill Musgrave has fundamentally changed the entire offense just in the last four weeks.
6: Wow, that's amazing.
5: It's really incredible.
6: Yeah.
2: But did you also hear a little bit of kind of excitement? Yeah. Like like enjoying like mm-hmm. hey I I really I mean he's, he's, I'm, digging it. It. he's I'm, I'm digging it he's I'm digging it I'm digging this yeah. He said that after the game. Like, well, he said, I love... And he talked about,
5: and he talked also in his Q&A session about how much he loved being in Denver, loved the locker room, loved just everything. Oh, Brock wants to be back here. Oh, man. Brock
6: wants to be back. He is all in. He wants to be here. Yeah, that's what you want to see, too. And I think that he loves the fact that we're not getting away from the run, too, because Mm -hmm. that helps him be a better quarterback. When teams don't know you're going to pass the ball... They can't pin their ears back. He loves that. He loves that. He loves being around the the guys
5: on that team. When he comes back to the sideline after the touchdown run, the, the reaction Oh, is, man, they
6: were hyped. Oh, yeah. my
5: gosh. I mean, there, there's a genuine love for him Yeah. in that locker room. Genuine love, genuine respect. Even though he hasn't been the starter all year, I would say he's one, he's one of the leaders of the team. Well, there's a lot of guys that were
2: here, obviously, mm-hmm. in 2015 when he was playing. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. And... You know, I mean, there was a lot of guys that were hoping he would come back after that season, and then he ended up leaving to Houston. There were there. Look, there's a lot. Of, there is a lot of love for that guy. So, it, coming back to something you talked about, or we talked about earlier in this week, Steve, about you know Brock Osweiler returning, and about you know maybe there's a priority there, there's an opportunity there. You know, I, I think there there's something to that, really.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see that. I mean, you know, he he's But as a plan B, definitely has the leadership skills in terms of when he's talking to the media. You know, he has the backing of his team, you know, and to, to have him leave out the door again, you know, uh, at this point, especially when, at our, with our situation at quarterback right now, um, you know, I'm not a fan of that. Wait, not a fan of, I'm sorry, say that again? Of him walk, being able to leave out of the door. Oh, well, and yeah,
2: and that's and so that's going to be interesting. I, I don't, look, unless he, let's say he starts, okay, and he goes out and plays a really good game. Mm-hmm and I'm just talking out here, you consider giving him an extension before the season's over. If you want to look at him as a plan B, as a solid plan B option.
5: Hey, Brock starts with B. I
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to go Sesame Street on this thing? Like, we can't, hey, we can. We can. But,
5: but that's B. <laughs> B is for Brock.
2: Yeah. But A wasn't for Manning. When, when John said we're going with plan A, he was you know, never mind. You can't spell Manning without a. Okay, yes, you're right. I guess I knew mm-hmm. that. I guess I knew that was coming. Oh, he got you. But you can say, if he plays well this week. Let's say he starts. Mm-hmm. He plays similarly to the way he played with the Colts. If nothing else, just consistent, mm-hmm. moves the ball. Mm-hmm. Maybe they win. As a plan B option, do you give him an extension? Do you say let's lock him up now? Because in free agency, I mean, who the heck knows? And and you don't know what you're going to do yet. You don't know what's going to be available. You don't know what you're going to accomplish. You may end up going with a rookie, a top-end rookie. You may end up going with Kirk Cousins.
5: in the hands worth in the bush, as they say. Would you do it?
6: I think I think some, some of that is going to depend on if you know, Prax can play how he plays and also, you know, at what price will we be able to sign him at? You know, I mean, no way is he going to get the type of money that he Leave got. all that stuff That's, out. Yeah. Would you do it? you can't just say you do it at any it, no. Would you would you
2: would you consider it? I, oh, I would definitely attempt to, yeah. Okay, so that, well that that's what I'm looking for. You you could have just said, no, I wait to the offseason.
6: Why off do season. you just say it for me
2: then? Because I people tune in to hear you. They don't tune in to hear me.
6: Well, why don't you just write it down and tell them what you want me to say? Okay, next time I will. <laughs> <laughs> next time I will.
5: Maybe it should just be the Steve Atwater show. Yeah. Well but, yeah, fe- featuring <laughs> Andrew Mason and Ryan Edwards. <laughs> No, with, I,
2: I, I Ryan Edwards worse. You could have also said no. Wait till the offseason because you might be already spending a ton of money in free agency on a quarterback. That that could have been an answer. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you go with what you know or do you go with what you think you might get?
6: Well, I, I would like to. I've, I've been saying this all along. I like to see Brock here next year. Yeah, I thought regardless. I
2: was teeing you up perfectly. I thought this was me with a softball. Like, yeah,
6: but but at the same time, it's not not at any price. You know, it's well, gotta, yeah, you're you not paying
2: be, him twenty million dollars to be your backup.
6: That's why I said not any praise.
2: But if you could pay him $5 million per, which is basically backup money, some people would be like, ugh, $5 million. But I know. you know what he is, and if he plays well, you could at least say, with Bill Musgrave, we know what that looks like. We got a little bit of film now on that.
6: Yeah. But, again, even with that, we got to see more than one game. And if Paxton's healthy, will we see that? You know, if Paxton comes out and he does well these next couple of games, you know, where will we be then?
2: It's a great question. It's a really good question. I hope hope we can talk about it on Monday. You can keep voting on our poll question. Which quarterback tier do you believe Kirk Cousins is in? We'll keep following up on that. Comments from Clyde Christensen, offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) Teaching his players not to dive for the goal line. Holy Mm. cow. That's the new NFL, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about it next right here on Orange and Blue 760.
6: I don't think it never get easy. Like you said, chemistry is, is something that you gotta continuously work on, and it's hard when you gotta go with three different quarterbacks each and every other week. So, you know, but we, we make it work. You know, all the guys, you know, they they put the work in. We put the work in with them, and um, try to make it work come Sunday, Monday, Thursday.
2: See, now I think you just picked music to get Mace going. Now, now I think that I think now it's just about getting Mace going. Welcome back to the show, Mace uh, in full dance mode.
5: You Demarius know, Thomas, you, you know I was bobbing my head to this, yeah. and I was dancing this back when I was in high school. This was early. This was early career Steve Atwater music. They were probably playing this at Mile High Stadium, get the crowd fired up. When he had a hit,
6: Steve had the power. Yeah,
2: there, there it is. Your little dance, like you little do. When, dance.
6: When, uh, whenever you have a victory,
2: Trying to get the wave going. Yep, there it is. Steve with, with the moves. <laughs> when we get it, we're gonna have uh, at some point. We, there is going to be video stream of the show, so all these dance moves will not go for a waste. I don't have to describe them to you because you can just watch them. Uh, but we will at some point have video streaming in our new studio. Uh, Damaris Thomas there on the challenge of working with three different quarterbacks. Yes, the quarterback carousel. We asked you guys about that yesterday. 74% felt like we were at the beginning of that. And if we don't get it solved by this year, eesh. welcome to uh, welcome to a bad place, Broncos fans. 303-713-7600. Let's go to the phones before we get to Clyde Christensen's comments. Talk to Thomas. Thomas, you're on with Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, and Steve Atwater. What's up, Thomas? Hey, Thomas. Hey, Thomas.
3: hey guys. How's it going? Good, man. All right. First off, I just want to wish you guys a happy holidays. hope you all are safe up in Colorado. Thank you. You Thank too. I was thinking about something, and uh, what was the old thing where when somebody shows you who they are, believe them? And I just kind of think that Paxton doesn't have that fire inside, or he really hasn't shown it. That makes me a little worried about if he really wants to be the quarterback for the Broncos. With that said, I would agree to extending Brock for maybe a year or two years. He's a leader in the locker room. He's been around. He kind of took demanding to as far as, you know, preparation, things of those, things of that nature, that if we do draft a quarterback like in the first round or the second round, he can pass those traits on along to the future QB.
2: All right. Thank you, Thomas. Appreciate that. And and the the point that we were making about extending Brock and again, it, it's under certain circumstances. Like, I'm not saying after this one performance against the Colts, boy, you could got to extend this guy. Gear. I'm just saying, and, you know, because there's been other performances, we know more about Brock than that. I'm saying if he plays well again, mm-hmm. and again, that'll be two games with this offensive coordinator, Bill Musgrave, then you start to think about, okay, he clearly clicks with him. Brock's already said how much he clicks with him. I just think it should be a conversation because once he gets to free agency, and then once that quarterback market is established, and you might even go in a whole new direction, but it would be nice to know that you have somebody in place that you at least have a little bit of trust for. And that—that's all I'm talking about.
6: Yeah, and I couldn't imagine. Yeah, the us going into next year with no clue who will be our quarterback. And um, the 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 case with Kirk Cousins, if he ends up signing back with the Redskins, he's off the table. Yeah, and,
3: and then you're you know, going
6: now. Where do you go? I mean, yeah. and I'm sure there there are more options out there. Kirk Cousins is the only. A uh, quarterback out there. Yeah,
2: but what if you miss on you know, let's say Alex Smith is uh, out there, you don't you don't end up signing him. Let's say Case Keenum, Nick Foles. I mean, let's just say, you know, it just so sort of happens that they get so priced out, you miss on all of them. Yeah, and then you're going to the draft, and you know you're going to have to draft high. You might even be trading picks. Who knows? I mean, all that's impossibility. But then if you had Brock, then you would say, well, okay, we're not desperate. We're not we're not in so much trouble. Now you know a lot of there's going to be some fans, and I we even got some text like. No way would I want to go in this next season with just Brock. Mm-hmm. That It's not going into the season with just Brock. Yeah, no, It's we, going into we, next we, season with an understanding that you have some something there that you can build off of. And that's that's really what it is. So, uh, thank you, Thomas. Appreciate the call. Let's get to these comments from Clyde Christensen, who's the offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Now, this uh, Armando Salguero, who we've had on the show, tweeted these out just a little bit ago. And... It's a bit in response to a couple of big plays this last weekend. You had the Pittsburgh Steelers game, Jesse James fumbling at the goal line, or incomplete pass at the goal line, excuse me, incomplete pass at the goal line, which should have been ruled a touchdown in in possibly older rules in the NFL. Would have been ruled a touchdown, but in the current rules, that's an incomplete pass. And then you have Derek Carr diving for the goal line, and the ball going out of the end zone, out of bounds for a touchback. Clyde Christensen says that they're telling Dolphins' offensive players not to reach the ball out toward the goal line when in traffic. And that sounds ludicrous. Says, quote, it's extremely
6: risky. You're better off keeping it secure. That sounds extremely ludicrous. Let me just say something amazing. I know you you got some comments. That's extremely ludicrous because as long as guys have been playing the game, they want to get to that pylon and knock that pylon over. However, with the rules the way they are now, you can get punished severely if that ball goes through the back of the end zone or if you lose possession of it. Mm-hmm. You, you've only got two feet down like uh, Jesse James did. Like, dude, that's a catch. Both feet are down. He knees has, down. Both knees down. Got possession of the ball. Crossed the goal line. Back on ground, caused a fumble. And now, not only is it not a touchdown, what was that? What, what down was that?
2: Well, that was, uh, he, that was on first down. Yeah. That they did that. Now, I mean, again, you know, then they had two more plays. The, sec- the second one was a short pass, and then the third one was uh, the interception. Interception, yeah. But, but to the point of, I mean, it changed the outcome of the game. Same yeah. thing with the Derek Carr play. Changed the outcome of the game. So you're telling your players. Now, now the question I have.
6: Conservative.
2: Yeah. But is
5: he right? He might be right. Uh, yeah. He's tactically right, okay? Within the rules of the game. What he's saying is correct. But this makes for a bad game. This is what I'm talking about when I say stuff like this harms the appeal of the game. And it goes further than that. It's, it's everything that's wrong with us today. I mean, look, this country.
6: Here we go. There we go, Macy. You got to stand, up. Yeah, gotta stand, stand well. up for that one.
5: It was built on boldness. Yes. Part of football's appeal is that it is a, it is a surging, attacking, charging game. It speaks to us as Americans. I mean, think about how this country was founded. Yes. Crossing the ocean to Roanoke Island, to Jamestown, to Plymouth. Crossing the continent, manifest destiny, all that stuff. Climbing the highest mountain. Yes. As JFK said, why does Rice play Texas? Why do we go to the moon? We don't do these things because they're easy, but because they're hard. Exactly. We are built on boldness, reaching the ball over the goal line when there's a defender closing in on you and the fact that right now in our game it is wiser to simply cower up protect the football and not put the not put the ball over that goal line and try to score this is what's wrong with football this is why i say the rule on fumbling into the end zone has to be changed it's why the rule in pittsburgh new england that made that play incomplete has to be changed We lucky land
0: casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
1: lucky
5: this is creating a stultifying game that will lack appeal and people will stop watching. It is un-American right now. It needs to be fixed. Yes!
2: Way to go, Mace. Good job, Mace. That was good. Good stuff.
5: Yeah. We're about being bold. Yeah. Yeah. Reaching out. I think I... Take one more trip to the salad bar. I teared teared
2: (laughs) up a little bit there. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, that was good, man. That was about as patriotic as I felt in a long time. Hey, good stuff there, Mace. But think
5: about That's... true. Yeah. I mean, football is an attacking game. And when it becomes more prudent to simply turn to the field position at the half yard, uh, when you're a half yard from the goal line, and look, what Clyde Christensen said is tactically correct. Should all teams be teaching their players to do that now? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, yeah I Until would. Until the
2: rule has changed. Yeah, I you you would. To, you so, got rule, to, like, so this is something it's that not worth it. It changed two yeah. outcomes. Two outcomes changed, and, and it ended the Raiders' season. Oh. And it's and it simultaneous with the Steelers, I mean, again, they had more opportunities, but with that touchdown, they
5: win the game. The Derek Carr thing is easy. There's, That's an easy fix. Just on any fumble that goes out of bounds, whether it goes into the end zone, out the back line, or... On the sideline, if the defense does not establish possession, it just goes back to the team that had the ball previously, at the at the spot where it was last possessed. It's as simple as that. Look, and if you lo- and if the defense recovers in the field of play, fine, that happens. That's a turnover. Yeah. The other, the one in Steelers Patriots, it's going to require some work because there's inter- interpretation involved.
2: It should be a bit of a wake up call yes. to the competition committee that that's what the NFL is going to become. And like I said, we, we, we all agree. Unfortunately, to the extent of what the rules are, Clyde Christensen is hundred percent correct. And that's what every single single team should take note of when they see this happening and it's happened multiple times. What's the payoff? I mean, yeah, sure. You get the touchdown, but if you're first and goal at the one, most good teams can punch it in from the one, you know, it takes you a couple plays. I mean, unless, unless time is not on your side, most good teams can punch it in from the one. So, if you're, if you're a good team, that's what I would do. I, w- I would encourage everything. So, the competition committee, this, this should be so- something they should take a look at. This is not the look the NFL needs. Mace's rant was perfect there. It's un-American. It's, ag- from- it's against
5: what is good about the NFL. You want teams taking bold, I aggressive... I was thinking something to myself in the last few days. There's an old clip, and it may be floating around YouTube, from a game a long time ago. It's a Monday night football game between Seattle and Atlanta. And in this game, Seattle pulls off a fake field goal. They throw they, they throw a pass to their chubby kicker, Efren Herrera. <laughs> and he gets a first down. And Howard Cosell is going crazy in the booth talking about boldness and enterprise and that this is what makes football great it's why it's what What attracted us all to the sport in the first place it's not getting getting near the end zone and saying i'm not going to reach that ball out that's not a game that any of us want to watch or want to play we want to we want to play games that are about going for it i mean all, all of our sports that 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 we love are about going for you know baseball you know swing for the fences Mace, hey
6: man we got we got some text yeah. coming through on the text line man all right look out we got mace for president mace <laughs> 2020 mace 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 that's for mad and then we got sports daggone it mason you're making me cry from oh, Donald. Th-
5: oh. And then thank you
6: mason for president oh <laughs>
2: Also on Twitter, I'm reminded of the famous speech. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. <laughs> and that, of course, is uh, from Animal House. Germans? get yeah, it. it. He's rolling. He's <laughs> rolling. <laughs> exactly. Three zero three seven one three seven six hundred. Well, anyways, I, I saw those comments. It's uh, it's a bit of where the NFL is headed right now. And It depresses me. And it's frustrating. And,
5: that, and you could tell. I've been sitting on that for 20 minutes the moment you made me aware of Christensen's comments. And it just got to me. Yeah yeah This isn't the game I grew up watching and, and playing and loving.
6: It probably went through you guys' mm. mind it went through my mind when it happened. I'm like, man, now we got to change it up we can't We can't do that anymore. You don't you just go out of bounds. yeah, take a knee right there where you are yeah and it just you're right, mace. this is not what the football that we know. And what we grew up on—something you know, yeah. it's something totally different. So you're, many
5: great players are about going for it, reaching out. That little, that extra, that taking that risk.
2: You're penalizing that, aggressiveness.
5: Yes, there. Re- aggression should, in terms of aggression, in terms of decision making. I'm not necessarily talking about the hits because obviously, look, we've you've got to make sure that the hits are clean and 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 that there is a safety element to it, and that's a noble effort. But as far as aggression, in terms of Going for the touchdown as far as aggression in terms of going for it on fourth down. I want to make sure that aggressive tactics, bold tactics, can have their proper reward and not be overly punished. They they need to, or actually a better way of putting it, properly incentivized.
2: Yes, I like that. Yes, rather than the penalized part of it. The reward. Yes. The,
5: you, know, you, have to, you may have to, to kind of adjust the risk-reward ratio here to make the reward worth the risk. Because well, right, right now, what Clyde Christensen is saying is that the risk isn't worth the reward. <laughs> or the reward isn't the wor- worth the yeah. risk. Pardon me. Crazy, huh? Yeah. I can't believe that we're sitting here right now uh, thinking about that. But right now, based on the rules as they stand, Clyde Christensen is absolutely right, and that's why this issue needs to be confronted by the competition committee.
2: On our text line, uh, going back to our conversation about if Brock Osweiler, and these are some big ifs, but if Brock Osweiler starts, plays well, should the Broncos consider giving him an extension before the season ends? This uh, from the text line, I like Brock, but I'm having a hard time forgetting his earlier performance this year. I appreciate that. Uh, you guys are right where I've been coming from. Bill Musgrave is the key to Brock getting back to what Elway envisioned Brock would be
5: the first time. Okay. What's also key is a complimentary running game that yes. you've seen yeah. in the Colts game. And also, even though the Broncos lost, there was a complimentary running game in the Dolphins game, too, when they were able to get the, that part of the offense going effectively. It was there. And then they ran the ball frequently, against the Jets. Not a high per-carry average, but they stuck with it enough, and they were persistent and consistent with it. Also
2: on the text line, I think it's pretty safe to say that Paxton Lynch is not going to outplay Brock Osweiler in either of the next two games. If you can get Brock for between 5 and 10000000 million, I'd say closer to 5 because especially if you're thinking about taking a run at Kirk Cousins, uh, no matter what you're going to do, you want to you make sure it's understood that he's not getting starter money. I think you've got to do it. So... In my opinion, you're only doing it if there's a hometown discount in play. Is that fair? I mean, I don't, I don't, this isn't an insult to Brock. This is a hey, man, you want to be here? Okay, show us. Yeah. Or you go to free agency and just see what you get. But we're willing to give you four to five million right now for a couple of years. We'll keep you for two years. You can continue to develop and do this, and then who knows what in your career will end up being. Dude, you might even start this next year. We don't know what we're yeah. going to do. We, we don't know what quarterback we're going to get.
6: Yeah. With, and, with, and if it ends up where he does end up starting next year and he's able to have the success that he wants and everyone else here uh, wants in this community and um, in, in the with the organization, then, heck, he's right where he wants to be. Everyone's, everyone's a win-win. Yes. And we could have been here, you know, a year or two ago. <laughs> but... I mean, everything plays
2: out the way it does. And, and, you know, it's through these lessons, the last two years, you know, we go back to that uh, Instagram post from uh, Jack Elway and talking about John Elway scheming. It took these two years, in my opinion, for the Broncos to realize that there's, there's a better way to do this, there's a be- especially at quarterback. There's a, there's a better way to attack this. And...
6: So what's the better way? <clears throat>
2: you got to commit. you got to commit to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's the better way. Yeah. And that's what I expect to see. Like, whatever ends up happening, and I don't know if it's going to be free agency, Kirk Cousins, somebody else, quarterback in the draft, there's going to be a commit and a plan, a specific plan. I'm not saying they didn't have a plan this year. I'm saying what, the plan was to compete. I think there was a hope that, Bre- that Paxton Lynch would take that step forward. Didn't end up happening the pivot was hurt. yeah, and then the the pivot ended up being Trevor, who didn't reach the levels that they hoped he would in his second year playing sizable minutes. It, it, it happens, okay that that you you made some calculated risks and they didn't pay out. but those calculated risks, I think we we all could have to a certain extent seen coming, and I think that's what you you want to give yourself more options because the thing about it, we all sit here and say a better quarterback in this team in this division would be in the playoff hunt today. A better quarterback play, this team would be in the division hunt right now.
5: Maybe you win four of those games that you lost during the losing streak. Exactly. And you're talking about being 9-5 and five right now instead of
2: 5-9. Exactly. And I'm not saying the rest of the team's perfect. It's I, was, just,
6: yeah, I was about to say, I mean... No, I'm
2: not saying the rest of the team is perfect. Yeah. I'm saying that position alone, not turning the ball over at the high clip, making but, m- m- making possible, you know, just playing more consistent we'd be saying something different and that
6: that is that's a fact I don't know I mean I I think we would need all the other areas to have picked up as well because in some games we had it to where we had a drop pass or a penalty and where it takes back a good play that the quarterbacks have made that that you know Trevor had made and like dude you erasing some of the stuff that we need so if you have those same things in place man we we
1: no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
6: details. we got to improve all over because if, if we do that same thing, if our offensive line plays the way I played earlier in the year, I don't care who comes in there. They're going to be running for their lives.
2: If Char doesn't throw a pick six in the Giants game, do they have a chance of winning that game?
6: In the Giants game?
5: The answer is yes. The answer, the answer is unequivocally. But yet. you're number one in total defense. The Kansas in City four, game. your 14th in rushing offense. I think yeah. other aspects of the yes. team were good enough to win. That's what I'm saying. Kansas City game, quarterback position was the end.
2: Was, was, they, they had plenty of opportunities to win that game. Quarterback position hurt them. So, so, so say they lose against Philadelphia. Say they lose against New England because special teams was a mess. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying you're sweeping the eight games. Yeah. yeah. That's not me saying that. Hey, you're saying, okay, four. Yeah, yeah I'm four, saying three. I'm oh. saying, like Mace is saying, you get four of them.
6: You get four of them. Dude, it's easy. Just say, yeah, Ryan, uh, you're right. Uh, man, I don't know. I, I I'll say two to three, man. I, I can't say four. You pick the Broncos
2: in every single game.
6: I know, because it's my team. I'm always
2: picking. Them. See, now it feels like you're being argumentative. Three no, on three. No
6: I'm, no, I'm not being argumentative, but I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think, I think that two to three games, two, two or three games, if, we, if the quarterback play had been better, it would, would have been an, a difference.
2: You can vote on our poll question at orangeblue760.
6: Oh, it's, it's like that, huh? It's
2: my transition. Vote on our poll question. We have a few minutes left on that. We'll update it on the other side. That's brutal, man. Text the line, of course, 57739. Make sure you start with sports. three zero three seven one three seventy six hundred 7600
6: is the phone number. I got thick skin, huh?
2: I know you do. I know you do. I'm going to get ready to get some instant car and my mic's going to be gone. All right, we'll come back. We'll uh, wrap things up, hand things off to Broncos 101 at the top of the hour. This is Orange and Blue 760.
4: Not one bit. You know, um, there's a lot of things that take place in this business that you can't control. Um, and I think the sooner you learn that, um, the better mindset you'll have towards situations like this. So um, I support whatever the front office decides, the coaches decide. Um, I'm just here to work hard and, and play quarterback when my number's called.
5: No. Sweet. How nice of you, Brock. Sweet. This is like 1992 radio here coming out of the breaks. I like it. Brock, you needed to be like, I am the best quarterback in this room.
2: No, I didn't need to be like that. That's how you are. That's what I want. As a media member, I always want that quote.
5: Hey, Brock Oswald had some good vibrations. He the did. Last week. He
2: did have some good vibrations. I asked Andrew earlier mm-hmm. about vibrations. Good song, choice. Yeah, phrasing. I know. But I asked him about the vibes he was getting from the quarterbacks yesterday. And he said he feels like Brock is going to be starting. We'll see how Paxton practices. But just based on body language, based on the comments they made, it just seemed as though Paxton is still a little ways away. Did get unlimited practice yesterday. We'll get back to the phones here in just a minute. I just want to remind everybody that Brandon Marshall's night of love and laughter is coming up. January 2nd, Tuesday, January 2nd, comedians Alex, Thomas, Brett Tobler, Brett Riley. Basically, we we had this event set up last week. We were unable to make it work because of practice schedules. We rescheduled it to now. It's going to be on January 2nd at the Denver Improv. Find information at denver.improv.com. $25 general admission, but for $50, you get the VIP treatment, which means... That you're going to be sitting up closer. You're going to meet the comedians. You get to meet Broncos. You, I mean, it's a VIP treatment. I mean, this is what you all want. This is what you live for. And make it a hey, make it a great start to your New Year's, huh? You know, go go check this out. Goes to a great cause to benefit the Williams Marshall Cares Leadership Program. Fantastic event. We're thrilled to be a part of it. Coming up on January second. If you already purchased tickets for when the original date was, those tickets are still good for this night but if you haven't purchased tickets maybe you had had some other prior engagement steve atwater well now you can go to this one january 2nd and all your plans are going to be done anyways because you ever nobody plans anything on the second everybody plans everything on the first 31st nobody plans anything on the second you have nothing no reason not to be there right steve atwater yep that's right you'll be there i will be there 303-713-7600 let's go to alex Alex, you're up next year with Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, and Steve Atwater. What's up, man?
5: Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex.
3: How you doing? Um, I'm right here. I, I, I was just listening to you all talking. Um, I was thinking about, about going for Kirk Cousins and all that, and I think that they would be reaching. I think they would uh, spend too much money on him, and we wouldn't be building a line in front of him. And that would just, down the line, is going to be a problem. We're going to have another hurt quarterback. And so we need to build that lineup before we, we start going for all these high priced quarterbacks. And I, I think honestly, I think we we got uh, we potentially have a, a good starting quarterback there. At least the game manager, I know it's frowned upon, but uh, we did it. with with paid Manning on a Super Bowl.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think we
3: get a good line in front of uh, one of the guys we have now. We 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 have a we have a solid team.
2: Did uh, Steve Atwater text you to call in? Yeah, I got. I text this, no, Don't, this, this,
6: this don't tell a, him. Don't tell
2: him. Don't tell this him. This is a very this is a very Steve Atwater kind of don't take. tell him,
6: Alex. Don't tell him. <laughs>
2: Alex, <laughs> thanks for calling in. And and there's nothing yeah. wrong with uh, agreeing with the Ring of Famer. That that's what that's what my mom always told me.
6: She never told you that. She
2: might have. You don't know.
6: You weren't around. No, she never told you that.
2: Alex uh, echoing your sentiments about improving the team, maybe not giving up on these quarterbacks just yet.
6: Yeah, and you know a lot a lot of things went wrong during that 8-game losing streak and it, wasn't just the quarterback. Now, certainly the quarterback, better quarterback play would have helped getting some of those passes out early, but that wasn't the only problem.
2: Okay. I'm glad you think that. 303 713 I think I, it's not the only problem. It's not the only problem. <laughs> that time I was just trolling. Normally, yes, I agree with you. There were many issues that led, to, led us here to believe, though, more consistent quarterback would have given you a chance to win this division, a very winnable division. This season. Our poll question, which quarterback tier do you believe Kirk Cousins is in? I haven't gotten your answers yet, fellas. I voted for what ended up being the winner. So I'm going to eat that dub. <laughs> I voted tier three, 54%. Luck wins Smith. There are moments where Kirk Cousins elevates his team and there are moments where I think he could do better to rise to the occasion. Yep. And that, I think that makes him an, an interesting decision for any team that's thinking about paying that kind of money,
5: that was my assessment as well. Tier three, but you can do a lot with a tier three guy, and oh, yeah. tier three guys can easily go into tier two. It's
2: true. I'm I'm with you. Well, we we already talked about how wins, and yeah. you know, Andrew Luck was considered
5: a much higher tier guy before the injury. That's all really. about the injuries right now with yeah. Andrew Luck, and he can get and he can he can get up to the next level, and I think Kirk Cousins can get up to the next level.
2: Yeah. It could. And again, you know, you think even here in Denver, you, you're going to have a, a good receiving core. You'll probably even invest more in it. You'll have Jake Butt. You'll have Carlos Henderson. We still haven't even really scratched the surface on those prospects. Possibly Cody Latimer returning. I mean, who knows? And, and, and you are going to be working on the offensive line in the offseason, too. Mm-hmm. We know that's a fact.
5: But the thing is, when you are looking at overall roster construction... You have to look at the value of spending $30 million or more of your cap on a quarterback, and then, okay, how are we going to address these other needs? And other needs may pop up because you may have to let go of some players to create sp- space to bring in a player like that with a contract that Kirk Cousins would command. So these are all things that you have to evaluate, and you have to look at Also, the rookie quarterbacks that are going to be available in the draft and say, okay, where can they go? Do you believe that they can be where Kirk Cousins is in a year or two with playing time and proper development? All that matters as well. It's, It's not a black and white thing here. There's a lot of gray area in this. Unfortunately, Sports Talk Radio doesn't necessarily lend itself to
2: gray area something we might be able to get to if not tomorrow then another day well, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this what's a if the Broncos were to acquire Kirk Cousins like ever like a lot of people tend to want what's a realistic timeline to win a championship with him can he lead us to a championship wow I don't know I mean you're paying for that that's look if you're trading draft picks
5: if you're paying that kind of money? You're trying to do it right now. You're trying to on, do it right now. Because of
2: what is you have Is it realistic on right now?
5: Because of what you have on defense. You're trying to do it right now. You have, as of right now, you have the defense as number one in total defense in the league.
2: Mm. Trying to do it right now. Could you could you do that next year? Would, okay. it, would the expectations be that they win next year? If they, if they go and do that, is that the fan base saying? Because you know what, in oh I know the fan base expectation. Yeah. Oh yeah. In, that's, next that's year. always it. In yeah. twenty twelve, that was a great opportunity with Peyton Manning here. First year, they had a tremendous opportunity to win it right there.
6: It, it, just, it takes a while. it takes a while, man. The guys to click, and... but you don't even know if they win one, huh? Dude, that's some strong well, stuff I, at no, the I end of the say, show. No, I asked the question. He well, well, said, could he lead us to one?
2: But By asking the question, you're also making a statement. No, I didn't
6: know, man. I didn't you're make making a statement. statement. I asked the question. And Let's, you said, what did you say? You, you didn't answer
2: the question. Very quickly. Brian wants to get on. Brian, uh, on, you Brian. got uh, about 30 seconds. What's up, Brian?
3: Hey, how you doing today? Good. Good, man. Hey, I want to talk about this Kirk Cousins, Brock Osweiler deal.
2: Yeah, got 20 seconds, man.
3: I. I I I think if Kurt, I think we're gonna we're gonna he's gonna cost too much money, and I want to see what Brock can do under Bill Musgrave. The way he played on that Thursday night game, I want to see if he's got more of it.
4: I like it, Brian. Because
3: I think we got a starter.
4: All
2: right, Brian. Go. Good go. stuff. All right, that's Appreciate a great way the to leave our show. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Coming up next, Broncos one-on-one. Brandon Cristal ready to take you through the afternoon. Drive safe out there. Thank you, James. Thank you, Regis. Thank you, Kevin, who's not here today. For Andrew Mason, for Steve Atwater, the Ring of Famer. Glad you got you back on a mic, man. Good stuff. Don't talk so much trash next time. I'm Ryan Edwards. This has been First and 10 of 10 on Orange and Blue 760.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.